Hello, my name is David Papa, and welcome to my brand new show, The Personal Injury Guru. Before we get on with this first episode, it's important that you get to know me a little bit and learn why I've decided to create this show for you. I am an attorney who has practiced personal injury law exclusively in Tampa Bay for over 20 years. During my career, I have litigated in thousands of cases for injured people. I'm a trial attorney who is not afraid to take the insurance companies to court to get the best results. As a smaller firm, I believe in personal service. I will meet you face to face, guide you through every step of the process. You won't get pushed off to another attorney or another assistant like they do with the bigger firms. You'll even get my cell number and I will take your call day and night. I will answer. The Tampa Bay area isn't just another market I practice law in. Unlike so many other attorneys that advertise here locally, I actually call Tampa Bay home, as do my children and grandchildren. I value my reputation in this community. I work hard to earn your trust. I am the personal injury guru. So, enough about me. So what's the show about and why am I doing it? Well, throughout my time practicing law, I've had many clients ask the same questions after a car accident. If only there was a way for people to get their questions answered directly from the source. Thus, I have decided to produce a podcast utilizing experts themselves to answer these common questions. You can also listen to the show in over a dozen podcast apps, such as Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you can watch the show right now on YouTube, it's free. The show will feature all sorts of people involved in the personal injury process, from on-the-scene responders, tow truck drivers, all the way to medical professionals. Some of these experts you'll hear from are the same people who are part of my tight-knit team. In future episodes, we'll learn to cover topics and we'll watch topics such as what happens to your vehicle and their belongings after an accident. Do you really need to take your car to a repair shop the insurance company recommends? We'll have a candid conversation with a local tow truck operator who will answer these questions. We'll talk to a physical therapist and a chiropractor who will explain their roles in healing injured people. A surgical nurse will also tell you what actually goes on in both the operating room and both in pre-op and post-op care while you're under anesthesia. A board-certified orthopedic spine specialist will sit here and he'll discuss the differences between CAT scans, x-rays, and MRI. He will also explain the different treatment options from injections to radiofrequency ablations to surgical procedures. This information is being made available to you, free of charge, whether you hire me or not. Now you can get the information you need at a time and place of your choosing. I am dedicated to client education, and this is why this show exists. Although we have lots of guests and topics on deck, I can't think of everything. So if you do have an idea for the show or think you'd be a good guest, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me. This show is designed just for you and I'd love your feedback. Also, if you like the show, please like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for behind the scenes content, updates on the show, and some sneak peeks. Feel free to ask your questions there as well. On today's episode of The Personal Injury Guru, we will talk to a local emergency medical technician, Drew. I've known Drew for a long time, 
and he's currently a lieutenant at the Clearwater Fire and Rescue Department. He deals with accidents almost every single day. Heroes like Drew will be one of the first people you'll meet at the scene of an accident. He'll uncover the organized chaos that happens at an accident scene. He'll tell you about the kind of apparatus that respond and what criteria they decide in who to send. He'll tell you how important it is to follow their instructions at the scene and how people inadvertently get in the way. He'll tell you how although some first responders may come off as stern, safety and patient care is their number one priority. All this and more on today's show. So without further ado, the Personal Injury Guru Show starts now. This is the Personal Injury Guru Show with attorney David Papa. Welcome back. This is David Papa, the Personal Injury Guru. And with me is Drew. Drew is Lieutenant EMT with the uh, Clearwater Fire and Rescue Group. And he is going to sit here with me today and he's going to discuss with you some of the issues that he sees in the standard operating procedures he goes through when there's an automobile accident. Hi, Drew. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? We've known each other for, gosh, years. Long time. Yes. He went to school with my son, Dave, actually, over at Clearwater Central Catholic High School. I did. Yeah. And they played baseball together. We've known each other for a long time. We have. And thank you for showing up here today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. So introduce yourself and just give everybody a little bit of background about you and your family. Sure. So uh, my name is Drew Edinger. Um, I grew up here, as he said, in Clearwater, Florida, born and raised. I did go to CCC, which is obviously a local high school here, which is where I met Dave. He was one of the catchers. I was a pitcher. Right. So uh, we played a lot of ball together and actually uh, ended up living together and growing up together for quite some time. So um, I went to University of Tampa, uh, also pretty local. Right. So right here. And uh, after that, had some odds and end jobs, but ended up getting into EMS, which is where I currently stand. So I did work for Sunstar for a little bit. And got lucky enough to get hired with right where I was born and raised, Clearwater, Florida. So I now am a lieutenant with Clearwater Fire and Rescue. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about when you were with Sunstar. What were your duties there? And what really what was a day-to-day life in the Sun in Sunstar? Sure. So there is quite a difference, and a lot of people still don't understand it, even here in Pinellas County. So here in Pinellas County, we have kind of a two-tier system. So we have the fire department, which is what we consider first responders, which uh, Sunstar also is. They're strictly on the EMS side of first responders, but... Any medical call that comes in, you're going to get a first responder uh, fire unit and you're also going to get a Sunstar unit. So Sunstar is looked at as a transport unit. The fire side is looked at as the first responders get there and start mitigating and handling the situation. Um, So for Sunstar, it was always getting there, getting the stretcher, um, helping out with medical things. Sometimes Sunstar does arrive first and they act as the first responders, jump in there and start handling things. Um, so it got me ready for the Clearwater Fire and Rescue side. I see. Okay, very good. Because I know during a lot of automobile accidents that I've seen and driven by, you always see the fire truck and you see the, the Sun Star or some type of you know emergency vehicle. So that's kind of how that works together. Correct. Um, a lot of times, 99.9% of the time, we say in the fire service, never, 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 always. But um, a lot of times it's going to be the Sunstar that's going to transport you, okay. and the fire is going to be the ones who are 
hands-on helping out. Sunstar is going to get in there with us as well, but you will typically ride in the back of the Sunstar, which is why both of us end up showing up on scene. I see. Okay. And so you, uh, you left Sunstar, and then what else did you do? Uh, I have been, I was in odds and end fields before that, but then uh, after Sunstar, I just went right into the uh, Clearwater Fire and Rescue. Okay, so now what's the difference now that you do what you do now in Clearwater Fire and Rescue as compared to Sunstar? So again, Sunstar is more the transport uh, unit. Again, not to anything away from them, they do do the EMS side too. They do act as first responders. Uh, the fire adds another aspect to it though, um, as far as, right, as in the title, fire. So we do do a lot of fire suppression stuff. Um, we are the first responders. We're supposed to end up first on scene um, and handle the situations. Okay. And tell us if you could, I know every accident's a little bit different. Uh, when people get into a regular fender bender compared to, you know, a, a critical accident where there's, you know, crush damage, people trapped in vehicles. Can you kind of go through that a little bit and tell us your experiences and what your procedures are to, to help people in those situations? Sure. So, um, starting out from the very beginning of the call. So, uh, typical fender bender, a lot of times you get, you know, a single caller that'll call an accident in, so we'll get dispatched. So right off the bat, right from the very beginning, you're going to, for sure, at least in Clearwater, get a uh, fire rescue unit, which is a fire ambulance or a uh, small box truck. So you'll have a fire rescue unit, and uh, you'll also have an engine company that will accompany them, and you will have a Sunstar assigned. So right off the bat, no matter what, any vehicle accident, you're going to have three units on scene. Okay. So the way we run it in Clearwater, the rescue unit is going to be assigned to patient care, which is obviously our top priority. The engine company will help with patient care, but they're also going to mitigate any hazards. So oil in the road, uh, making sure the vehicles are in park. So um, we at Clearwater obviously make sure that uh, everyone's safe on scene. So that's what happens yeah. when you first get there. So we're sure. going to get the call. Rescue and engine are going to show up. They're going to get out of their vehicles with COVID and everything going on right now, sure. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You're going to see us in a lot of stuff. Don't get freaked out thinking that we're, <laughs> something crazy is going on. We're going to have masks on. Some of us have a full face piece respirator that we wear. Okay. Some of us are just going to have an N95 and goggles. Uh, obviously, we'll have our gloves on, and a lot of us will have uh, bunker pants and at least a vest, if not a jacket on. So we'll come up to the car on a regular vehicle accident and we'll start assessing. So we want to make sure that the cars are in park. A lot of people get in an accident, keep their foot on the brake, don't even realize their car isn't in park. So that's a safety issue, not only for uh, the pedestrians, right. but also for us. Sure, absolutely. So we've seen it happen, unfortunately. Uh, people go to get out of their car, take their foot off the brake and it starts rolling. Oh, so boy. first thing we do is make sure all the vehicles are in park, everything's safe at the scene, and then immediately start assessing what's going on. Okay, and at the same time, my thoughts are, what about the traffic situation? Um, is, is the, the police also arrive or before they arrive? Who, who handles that? Again, it, it, that's going to depend on the severity of the call. So there are times when it's a severe call that unfortunately people out there probably aren't going to want to hit us, but we don't care about shutting down US-19 if we have to. The priority is to take care of the people that are on scene that are injured. Right. Um, and we will call for additional resources. Normally, you are going to get a PD unit uh, as well assigned. Right. And we can step them up or step them down or get more units coming if needed. So if we were to shut down US-19, we obviously would get a lot more PD units en route. Yeah. Right. So they're going to be assigned to us as well. So that's your typical fender bender crash. We do try and keep lanes open if possible, but we have to make sure that we're safe and the uh, people who are involved in the accident are safe as well. Right. So 
basic run-of-the-mill call, rescue engine, and you'd get a Sunstar as well. Rescue engine take care of everything. Sunstar is going to be there to help out and to do the transport. Right. And it gets just stepped up from there. So unfortunately, we do have highways and fast-moving vehicles going to the city of Clearwater. Right. And that can unfortunately lead to more damage, more injury. So, for example, if you have any type of rollover in, in an accident, so a vehicle hits and actually flips, rolls over, is stuck on its side, stuck on its roof, for the city of Clearwater, you're probably going to get an extrication upgrade. So that is where you will also get an additional district chief. You'll have a truck company, a squad, and a 320 and an LR who are going to be added to that call. So you have a lot of fire suppression units coming. And the reason for that is we're thinking there's potential to have to cut the car away from the person inside. So that's where you hear the jaws of life. Right. So we have cutters, spreaders, extrication tools, and we go ahead and make sure all those units are on scene to help out with that. Okay, and in a situation where you have to cut somebody out of a vehicle, have you seen those situations? Oh yeah, I've been part of a truck company uh, with Clearwater for about five years. So truck companies are typically assigned to fire alarms, structure fires, and vehicle extrications, along with some other calls, but those are three main ones that the truck companies are gonna run. <clears throat> so definitely been part of plenty of extrications. Um, I can tell you that we normally, if possible, have a medic inside the car with the person or persons who are being uh, extricated from the vehicle. Right. And they're going to be talking you through it, and they should be talking you through it. Uh, they're going to be telling you, you're going to hear a lot of popping. You're going to hear a lot of loud noises. You're going to hear saws running. You're going to hear generators start up. Everything's under control. I'm with you. They may put a big sheet or tarp over the top of you just so that any glass that's breaking and stuff isn't going to be hitting you. But that medic if possible, is going to be in the car with you, underneath that tarp with you, and just talking you through the whole thing, trying to keep you calm, make everything under control, and let you know that we've trained for this. Right. Everything's, everything's under control. Right. We're handling it, and we'll have you out here soon. Well, because, you know, that would be my <clears throat> biggest concern being in an accident myself is being trapped in a vehicle. Sure. And I know recently with uh, Tiger Woods with his rollover. Absolutely. Um, they were talking about having to cut him out of the vehicle. Correct. And uh, so I think that when I see vehicles on the side of the road, and you can always tell when it's not a typical accident when you drive by. Sure. You know, and you see people that seem to be inside their vehicle still, and there are paramedics and there are different people, EMTs and, and police officers around them. Um, boy, that's a scary thing. Yeah. We all have assignments. We all know what those assignments are. Uh, again, we have SOPs, standard operating procedures, SOGs, standard operating guidelines. So when it becomes an extrication upgrade, medics know, like, okay, I need to get inside the car. I need to get with the patient. Just like I was talking about. The truck company gets there. Right. They know, okay, I need to chalk tires. I need to take glass. And it, all these things are all in line. We're trained for it. We know what we're doing. We're just going to do the best we can to get the job done. The best thing for the patient, unfortunately, as tough as it is, is try to remain calm. Let us know if anything else is going on that you realize, recognize. Let us know if you know how you're trapped. Some people are just like, oh, I feel like my shoelace is tied around this, the brake pedal. You know, right. And it's happened. And we go in, feel like, cut their shoelace, and they're out of the right. car. Where other times the dash is pushed against their legs or something, and we have to actually lift the dash off. It, it helps out. As long as you are explaining to the medic, the medic will explain to the lieutenant who's outside and we'll make everything work. That's amazing that you guys have those procedures in place and that you guys work so well. Uh, I certainly appreciate you guys. I mean, first responders right now, it's, it's just an amazing thing and you should definitely be proud of that. Thank you. Um, so 
other than the, what you've talked about, is there any other type of accident? And I've, I've seen ear lifting. We've talked about that briefly uh, before we get on today. And, and how does that work? Sure. So unfortunately, there are times when people are pretty injured, I'll say. I don't want to give an exact thing, but yeah, pretty no, injured. Okay. There's, there's uh, significant enough injuries to where a person needs to get airlifted out. Um, not only is it significant injury sometimes, sometimes it's 5 o'clock traffic. And in the middle of Clearwater to Bayfront, could take an hour and a half. Everybody knows how 275 gets, you know? Oh, yeah. So uh, if it's going to take a significant amount of time or a Sunstar isn't available, mm -hmm. uh, we will do a, what we call an air transport upgrade. And what that will entail is us actually landing a helicopter at a nearby location. A lot of times they can't land right on scene. They need a lot of area. We have an SOP for actually how far of distance day and night they need right. in order to land. So... Uh, we will have them come in, land their helicopter, and one of our fire units or the Sunstar unit will transport the person from the actual scene to where the landing zone is going to be located at. Okay. So they'll come in. Uh, the One of the medics, and they actually have a nurse on board, will get in the back of the Sunstar, assess the patient. We will tell them what we have, what's going on. They'll do what they need to do, and they will actually move from the Sunstar stretcher to their stretcher, which is a different stretcher, and they'll get loaded in the back of the helicopter and take off, and normally five to seven minutes, they will be to whatever destination they are. Normally, it's a trauma alert type thing, so it's gonna be a trauma hospital. Right. So you have uh, Bayfront, St. Joe's, or uh, Tampa Gen, or three of the close ones, at least. Right. So. Well, that's, that's kind of an amazing situation that you guys have. I, you know, people see you guys in work and, and the action, but this is the first time I've ever actually spoken to someone in 20 years. And that's what I want to do for my audience is let them know what you guys do and how organized you guys are. It's amazing. And, and it's not just a words of standard organizing, you know, procedures and things. This is really, this is the life you guys live. This is how you, you handle things every day. Right. So we always say no calls the same, but we do have a typical set of expectations sure. on... Anything from a structure fire to a trip and fall. We have an SOP of how to handle it, how we go about it. Everybody has a role to play. And we try to keep to those roles as best we can unless the circumstances make us mitigate away from that. Wow, so. that's pretty amazing. And, and as far as with the police, you work in cooperation with the police a lot. Is that including in those procedures? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, will, we don't have the same exact radio contact with them. We actually use different channels, along with Sunstar has their own dispatch. Right. We can all talk to each other throughout different channels. But, yeah, we'll uh, let them know that they always work well with us. We work well with them. Let them know exactly what we need shut down, what we need handled. And they're great about doing that, and they'll do the same for us if they have something that they see that we need to handle that they can't handle. Wow. So this whole thing goes on behind the scenes. People really don't know all of this. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And it's really It just seems like a big chaotic mess, but yes. <laughs> it's, it's very controlled chaos, I can assure you. Yes. Uh, I can attest to being on some of the worst wrecks in Clearwater, probably, that right. at least that I've seen. Right. And all the way to a fender bender or, like I said, a trip and fall. So mm -hmm. as chaotic as it may seem, we do have SOPs and SOGs in place to make sure that it is controlled chaos. Everybody has a place. Everybody knows what they're doing. It looks like a bunch of ants running around an anthill, but yes. everybody knows where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing. That's awesome. And that's good information. And it's important information for people to know because when people have an accident, you know, all they know is they call 911. The next thing they know, everyone's at the scene. And you see people doing different things. And you kind of always hope everyone knows what they're doing. But clearly speaking to you, that everyone does. Yeah, and another thing to add in there for the audience out there, 
I know it's tough a lot of times, um, especially if you have different multiple people in a car or a vehicle. Uh, right. But the one thing that I'd like to stress to everybody out there, please, is if we're telling you to do something, it is for a reason as well. I just expressed all the reasons that we have for different things. So right. if we're asking you, we need you to come over here and stand on the side of the road. The only thing that you staying there and trying to fight your way against us is doing is taking away from us being able to do what we're supposed to do. So right. try your best to, again, the best thing you can do is try and remain as calm as possible. Know we know what we're doing. Know we have a job. Know we're taking care of it. And just kind of follow instructions. And after the call is over, we will definitely address everything. We'll let you know what's going on. We'll let you know what we did. We'll let you know where they're going, what hospital they're going to, if they're going right. to the hospital. But at the time, it is sometimes time is of the essence. So the more you're fighting against us, the more or the less we're able to take care of that patient in the car. And, and you know, that's a huge point because <clears throat> I think that my worst nightmare would be having an accident and having to be told to stay at the side of the road while a loved one is in the, in the back seat, maybe even a child. Sure. And I'm sure that happens, especially if they're wrapped in their car seats and you guys know what you're doing and, and clearly, but it's so hard for an adult to say, I, I'm going to walk over here and leave my child alone while you guys, strangers, go in and do your job. I have a child. I know oh. how difficult that would be, even for yeah. me, even knowing what I know and I can see that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I know it's difficult, but the hardest part is we are unable. We have to have certain safe zones, areas yeah. where people are not allowed and we're not able to operate tools or we're not able to do certain procedures if someone is in that zone. So the longer it takes us to remove you, the longer they have to sit in that car and wait. And again, time sometimes is of the essence. Wow. So that's difficult. It is. I can imagine. And you, by telling everyone this that's listening, I hope it helps not just them, but you guys as well. Sure. Because certainly, it, you know, when you get the word out that, you know, we're so organized, we know exactly what we're doing, leave us alone. Let us do our job. Mm -hmm. And I know it's more than a job. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of personal, you know, feelings as that go on. There's, you know, separating this, you know, subjective feelings to objectiveness as doing your job. It must be difficult. It is. And like I said, I have a daughter. I know what, uh, I, I can yeah. imagine at least what people are going through when they're trying to say, no, I have to be here for them. I, we, we get it. We're not mad at you. We might raise our voice and say, you need to come with me now. And we may have to get PD to help get you out of there so we can do our job. Right. We, we understand. We're not trying to be mean or aggressive towards you. We just have a job to do. And I can guarantee you, at least for me, <laughs> I will come to you afterwards and explain everything that happened, everything that we're doing, where they're going, what we're doing, everything will be explained when time is not of the essence. Right. So. Right. I understand that. Uh, and, you know, I really want to say thank you for, for being here today. But I want you, before you go, to talk a little bit about your wife. <laughs> come on. She's got a heck of a job, too. She and, does. And she's also a first responder. And she's... Uh, I've known her for a while, and it, go ahead, just talk a little bit about her. So you talked about PD and FD working well together. Yes. So we do. We're both parents, and we both work together, and she is on the PD side of it. She works for the uh, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Right. Um, and she actually has been a part of the SWAT team for them. Wow. As well as she is currently on the canine unit with them. So she's a sheriff's deputy with the canine unit. She's been doing it for... Uh, with the sheriff's department for about eight years, and she's mm. been doing the canine unit for about two years now. I see. Do so. now, uh, let me ask you: the, with a canine, does a canine stay with her and you? Does, it does. Yep. It stays. It's a little different. It's not really considered a pet. Right. Right. <laughs> it right. is um, to the sheriff's office at least. It's kind of uh, considered like a piece of equipment almost. Although we do 
treat him well. He's taken care of well. He's taken care of exactly how they tell us to. Um, he does live with us. Uh, he's a great dog. He's around our daughter. He's a loving dog. Right. And he's a work dog when he needs to be a work dog. <laughs> wow, isn't that something? It is, yeah. See, because, you know, I have two beagles. Absolutely. And my beagles are... I mean, they're just couch potatoes. Yeah. So that's all I know my dogs as. That's why I asked because I know it must be a little bit different having, you know, a dog that's been trained. Yeah. And that's, you know, I know that she relies on on, um, on her dog as well when she's working. Absolutely. And it helps me to sleep at night knowing that she has a partner out there on the road to help her out if she ever were to need it. So. Wow. See, that's something, huh? Yeah. Okay. So for those listening, don't go to his house late at night because <laughs> you're going to have someone sitting on the roof with a gun. She was SWAT. <laughs> And they've also got a dog to protect them. <laughs> so uh, that's a good combination. Yes, sir. Uh, but I do want to thank you for being on the show, uh, Drew. Is there any other, anything else you'd like to mention as far as, uh, you know, your group before you go? No. Um, we're out there to help you guys. We're out there to, you know, that's one of the biggest thing is uh, our motto is to proudly serve our community. So we try and do that every day. Um, and, again, uh we have a job. We try and do that job the best we can. We try and do it as quickly as we can because time is of the essence, not only on vehicle accidents, but on a structure fire or anything else. So, right. you know, we're out there just trying to help. So if there's any way that we can help or anything that is going on that somebody needs help with, we try and help. So, Well, we're very proud of you, seriously. I, I, Me particularly. I've seen you grow up. I saw you from a kid playing baseball to this, and I couldn't be prouder of you and your wife. You guys are awesome, and you've got a beautiful daughter. Uh, thank you for coming on the uh, the Personal Injury Guru Show, and uh, I want to thank you personally. And again, thank you for all your service. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, absolutely. Uh, and again, we will be right back with a Personal Injury Guru. Welcome back the personal injury guru again i'm david papa and i would just like to recap our first episode uh which was with lieutenant drew edinger and um i think that he did a fantastic job i think that uh he's he's an amazing young man and he was telling everybody out that this is what our job is this is what we have to do hopefully it helps you out to see a little bit clearer of all the issues that pop up and that they're trained for and how they handle each each issue that pops up, especially in automobile accidents, which is our focus. Um, I want to say that this is just the first episode of many. You can click on and see our other episodes that will be coming up. They're designed to help you understand everybody's role in an automobile accident. And I'm hoping that um, I can be helpful to you and that you kind of get to know me along the way too. Um, uh, hopefully that uh, you will hit like, you'll subscribe and share to, your, to the YouTube channel. And subscribe to my uh, podcast. Um, you can always find me at uh, Papa Injury Law if you Google that. And again, read my reviews and my responses. You'll get to know me a little bit that way. And if you need me, you can also go to uh, dpapa at papainjurylawyer.com. And you can always send uh, any type of request for information. I'll be happy to help. And if you have any comments or suggestions on my show, please throw them out there. I'm trying to do my best I can to inform the public of everybody's role in these accidents when they happen and how to make it a better, better situation because I know accidents can turn your life upside down. Um, so again, um, you'll be seeing more of me hopefully and uh, I appreciate your time and I, uh, I would appreciate it if you uh, continue to watch.